I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to Solo Rip number 26, I believe. I'm pretty sure. If not, you guys could boost and let me know if I'm off by the numbers. I got so much stuff going on, so much good news going on. Um, I actually joked with somebody the other day that most of the content that most of y'all who follow the same people that I follow are probably seeing content that was recorded by me or put together by me. Um, now, that's no way, shape, or form to try to be like, you know, tooting my own horn or anything, but it's just a reminder of how hard I've been working and how um, how much proof of work I've been putting in for fellow Bitcoiners and fellow other creators to be able to trust me with their work and be able to uh, um, hopefully get them to the place where Talking in Bits has gotten, which is the best in the industry standard. And what I mean by industry is the podcasting industry and not the fiat censored podcasting one, this value for value 2.0 podcasting version where we can't be stopped, we won't be stopped, and the listeners are the ones that actually engage with the show to help keep it alive. So hopefully I could bring the value that Talking in Bits and, and, and the Talking in Bits listeners have brought to me. I could bring that to other podcasts and get them to the very top, not only when it comes to video quality, audio quality, but just being able to be uncensored and be able to speak about the things we want to speak about. So keep a hair out, keep an ear out, keep an eye out, keep something out. Because like I said, most of your favorite content is probably being recorded uh, or produced by me, and I'm so humbled at that fact. But like I said last week, here to kick it back off with talking a bits because this is the main, the main source of what I want to do, and this is where um, I get to basically do whatever I want to do. And we're gonna keep that pushing here. Solo rip number twenty six. If you didn't check out the uh, last week's main chain episode, it sticks with the theme of health. Um, and I talked to Andy from uh, Crowd Health, and boy, is Crowd Health doing what other people are doing in different arenas, what like, you know, the Beef Initiative is doing in food, Bitcoin is doing in the monetary system, Crowd Health seems to be doing in the healthcare system. And I love how Bitcoiners can literally like look up at the final boss, look up at big health, big bro, big whatever, and basically say, I got your number and I'm here to take care of that. And we're here to solve that. So interesting and fascinating conversation. Go check it out on the main chain episode. That was last Wednesdays, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, and I appreciate your support there. I appreciate your support here on the side chain episodes, which are the solo rips. And back we are with episode 26. Just a reminder, Talking a Bits is fully audience funded. I think I've said that a gazillion times. You might be sick and tired of it. But it's a strong reminder that in order to keep this signal going, it, it is, you know, utmost important that you guys cast your vote, cast your ballot, uh, or just donate to the show, however you want to frame it. Um, sometimes I have to tell people, like, look, a fraction of a penny is still a vote. A fraction of a penny still says, you know, uh, um, I'm with it or I don't like it or et cetera, et cetera. Um, so definitely value for value is the way this keeps going. So I'm going to start shout out with the boost. I start out with the boost and the boosters that continue to show love to talking in bits. 
Uh, shout out to Gene Everett. That's your your handle there on Fountain. Uh, first time listener and dropping a few massive boosts there, which I highly appreciate. And most importantly, some valuable feedback. And this is where it goes back to casting your vote is very important. And Gene basically did that. He he listened to the show. First time listener. By the way, shout out to the first time and last time listeners. Both of y'all importantly the same. Uh, but Gene was the first time listener who said, hey, man, I love it. And then listened to another episode. I think it was um, probably Solo Rip 24 where I really blacked out. And I really got into my bag and I really got like, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I really, you know, he, he basically him and, and a few other listeners were saying, hey, man, the cussing is a lot. And I've gotten this before. So it's no surprise to me. I have a farmer's mouth. I'm from the Northeast. I kind of say what I want to say. And I get it. I, I get it. In that situation, I blacked out. And I agree with uh, Gene and I agree with a few others where it's like that episode was a little bit much. But I wanted to remind Gene and I wanted to remind anybody who's listening that. Um, most of the stuff that I'm reporting on or talking about, I really take to heart. I really take this battle personally. I don't think that it's just as easy as stacking sats and sitting back. I don't think that if we just sit around and wait for Bitcoin to do what it do, that ultimately we win. I actually see it in the perspective where I'm a, I'm a soldier on the battlefield of helping this thing win, right? And it, 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 sh- it takes for me to show up every single day. It takes for me to show up every single episode um, to be able to help and the little small way that I can help here in Talking in Bits, the bigger fight that's happening and the bigger fight is not going to be easily won. If you think these fiat goons and the, these uh, crony capitalists and all this stuff that's been happening that's destroyed our lives and destroyed our parents' life is just going to walk away and basically say, you guys win because you say so or you guys win because you stacked hodl to the moon and all this stuff, then I think you guys got this game completely effed up. right? I, I don't think you guys understand what this is about. And maybe, maybe you will be the beneficiary of guys like me fighting and and, and, and being angry and spreading the signal uh, uh, and fighting the war and the developers that are doing all they can to make sure that we don't lose. Maybe you will be the winner at the end if you just stack, but that doesn't really make you a, part, a participant. That just kind of makes you the guy who rides the bench and, and, and claims the win of everybody else. So, um, Gene, that, that's kind of where I stand here. You know, when I do this show, I do this show on my own dime, on my own accord, on my own time, with my own efforts, with my own equipment. You guys get it with my own everything. So sometimes you're going to get the really good deathbed. You know, the guy that's you know, kind of like keeping it simple, keeping it clean, you know, giving. And then sometimes you're going to get the, the Jose that blacks out. Sometimes you're going to get the Jose that's so damn angry that he needs to get in front of this camera and be able to explain that frustration. And that just comes with it. As you guys know, this is an open market when it comes to your time and when it comes to listening. You don't have to listen. You don't have to support. You can keep moving on to the next podcaster because I know there's many of them. But there's a lot of signal in those tangents. There's a lot of signal in me expressing the way I feel. And in my day-to-day life, I get the opportunity and I'm blessed with the opportunity that most people are not blessed with. And that's being around avid Bitcoiners that feel the same and that's being able to work elbow to elbow, whatever analogy you want to use there with some of the smartest people in the world. So sometimes that anger flows through me from what I hear from them and I just have to give it the way that I know how to give it. So, you know, you, you take it or you don't, but I do appreciate the feedback. Like I said, who, what kind of person would I be if I wasn't able to take feedback and I wasn't able to grow and I wasn't able to get better? So that's why I stand on that. I do appreciate the valuable uh, sats there. 
Uh, Texas Slim, hey, I appreciate you, brother. I know that you've been sending a boost in the last few uh, episodes. I know you're listening. I know you care. You're right. We're definitely in the ring already of this battle. And that goes back to my previous statement where I'm not just watching from the sideline. I'm not just going to keep my cool and stay collected. I'm going to fight, and I'm going to fight the way I know how, and that's spreading signal, um, and, and that's what I do here. So Slim recognizes what most of us recognize is that we're not standing in the audience and we're not cheering on and we're not playing that ball game from a distance or on the bench. We're actually in the ring, right, and the bell has rung, and it's time for us to fight, and it's time for us to put our guard up and, and, and strategize our tactic to win this fight because if we don't, we're going to end up knocked out in the ring. And we're going to go right back to where we started, which is a system of oppression, a system of, of, of the uh, few controlling the many. And that's why I'm out here and I'm doing what I got to do here. So thanks, Slim, for the, for the boost there. I appreciate your fight. I know you appreciate my fight. And I like to think that we're fighting here together. And uh, this is what we need to do here. Does fighting require for me to cuss every other sentence? Maybe not. But if you listen to the scope of this show, you will get a lot more signal than you get a lot more cussing. And if you just dialed in on the cussing, then that says more about the listener than it does about me because I got a lot of signal to give here and it, does, it has nothing to do with the word fuck or with whatever word that might have triggered you in that situation. So um, that's why I always say first-time listeners and last-time listeners are extremely important and I value you both the same. Hopefully, Gene or anybody else listening, you're not a last-time listener, but I will say until somebody pays my bills, until somebody pays my time, until somebody, which I'm not, looking for I don't look for sponsors I could care less about any of that um, but until this is a situation where this is somebody else's show that I'm running and not my show's running uh, most likely you're going to get transparent deathbed 100% of the time 100% of the time I, I think I would fail you guys if I were to play a role that I'm not supposed to be playing or pretend to be somebody that I'm not. That's just pointless for you to tune in. You could go listen to McCormick. You could go listen to anybody else that's caping. I don't wear capes I say things the way they are. But let's move on here because like I said, these solo rips are meant to be concise. These They're meant to be short rips. They're meant for you to like consume them early in the morning on your way to work or during your workout, your cardio session of it maybe, and then to give you some ammunition to either disagree with me and then you can leave your comment and the boost and we can talk about it back and forth, uh, but also bring it to other conversations where you can say, that deathbed guy is full of crap. I heard that this morning. Or you can conversely say, hey, well, I actually learned something today and blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. So um, without further ado, I got a few topics here. Um, none of them are kind of really related, but they were all fascinating. Remember, these are topics that just come to me. Sometimes I'm laying in bed. Sometimes I'm watching TV or supposed to be watching TV with the wife. <laughs> and I'm really just digging into these topics and trying to understand more. So a big one is Stratum V2 is now public. Stratum V2, and I don't know the nuances of it. Maybe I should have a miner come on the main chain and talk to me about it or somebody who understands it specifically. But Stratum V2 has a lot of benefits. The most important one to me is, and I've talked about this on the show before, is being, being able to decentralize dehashing, being able to make sure that these big old um, companies, especially here in America, are not able to control most of that hash, leaving us exposed to something that happens down the road because they control the majority of the hash. So a few benefits of V2 Stratum is, you know, it's uh, lower, um, smaller packets of data that are going back and forth. Uh, um, so, you know, you, um, you know, and like, uh, when they're off grid mining or in third world countries or anything like that, where they don't have the best connection, V2 Stratum will be able to keep that uptime and be able to have them be connected back and forth, um, which is really good. It also allows miners to create their own block templates, which I think are very fascinating. So the pool 
the miner doesn't have to rely on the pool to kind of construct the block. And this is a little bit basic knowledge, but but I'm not going to go in the weeds because I may this may be a little bit too deep in the weeds for me. But the way I see it is, is when you construct the template for a block, that means you start loading it with transactions. That means it kind of has a signature for a pool, et cetera. And, and a lot of miners, especially the ones that rely on the pools, um, are basically relying on the pool creating the template which mines the block right which presents that block to the network and says hey these are the transactions here's my proof of work hash am i right or am i wrong and then the network either rejects it or accepts it um now you know not only can you connect with lower bandwidth connections but now you can actually construct this template on yourself um and that leads to massive those two things in tandem lead to massive decentralization Right, and this is something that I've is brain specific, I believe, and they've been working on it for a long time. But I don't know the nuance on if if somebody else can actually adopt this, like a different type of pool, um, you know, F two pool or any of that stuff can adopt this B two stratum. I surely hope they do. Uh, but as incentives really play out, some people want to help and some people want to get in the way. I don't know who falls in what criteria, but I know that it's important for this to uh, to be able to roll out. So. This is just a few paraphrases from a few different posts that I see. Uh, all told, much less data is needed to transmit between miner and pools, and this could help miners in remote regions of the world with poor internet. As I just said, that's that's good. Uh, they go on to say here is a feature that represents a historic shift of censorship-resistant mechanics of Bitcoin mining by replacing the pool's responsibility of assigning work to miners with the ability for miners to select their own work. That goes back to the template. So now I don't need the pool to tell me, hey, here's the problem that you need to solve. Here's the template. Send it back to me and I'll run it through the network and figure out if it's good. This is, no, 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 no. I decide, I put this block together and I broadcast it to the network and the network can tell me that specifically. I think that's really cool. There is the other obstacle there of like being able to have more hash than some of these pools. But remember, the right solution to the next block is the right solution to the next block, whether it's uh, um, you know one solo miner or whether it is a, a, a pool that has a bunch of equal hashes on it. It still just requires that one successful solving of that hash, uh, uh, of that proof of work problem, as they like to say. So this is really cool, man. I, I'm I'm a big proponent. I mine myself. I mean, I'm not by far any of these like underground miners or I don't call myself a pleb miner because there's still much for me to learn. I'm actually, you know, learning about that as we spoke about in a few episodes where I'm helping a fellow pleb miner uh, not only control his little small farm, but like have my miner plugged in and deal with the errors that come in and the situations that need to be fixed. I'm very early on in my journey and I wish I could actually afford more time to that than I have in the past, but uh, than I have been lately, I should say. But, you know, time is busy. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to generate proof of work, um, not only for my fellow Bitcoiners, but for the world, right? Because we all, at the end of the day, sleep well at night when we contribute something of passion, of a passion project to the world. And that's what I've been trying to do here. So uh, very excited for decentralized mining, very excited to keep advancements going there to make sure that we don't end up in the hands of somebody that just has a lot of power, a lot of uh, hashing, and as we all know, can hurt the chain. I don't think they can flip it. I don't think they could destroy it, but they can definitely hurt it. And that's something we don't want to see here. So shout out to Brains. I think they put, uh, uh, they've been working on Stratum V2 for a while. And now that it's out in the public, I think that's, that's, that's a big one for all of us, not just miners and specifically. Um, Next topic here is a lot of shit cornery and a lot of 
BS and a lot of these companies we want to get rid of here. But if we were to be serious here and be honest with ourselves, you know, when we talk about um, the world, basically, um, you know, the the, the uh, mass adoption. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. When we talk about mass adoption here, th this has to like help. Um, so Google is to allow crypto payments and they're going to partner up with Coinbase to do that. I think it's only for their cloud services. I don't think you could pay like your five bill or I don't think you could like uh, whatever bills uh, play, play music. I, I don't really know what Google's charging people nowadays, um, but I don't think it's any of those things, which would be really cool. Um, I still think when it comes to Google, I kind of think about them like I think about um, cities and states where it's like, I'm not giving y'all my Bitcoin. I'm not giving Google my Bitcoin. Like, I don't care how convenient that sounds. I don't care because you can't tell me that if I pay them for whatever service I'm paying for, that it's private when they already are harvesting all the data in the world from my watch, from my phone, from the services themselves and all that stuff. So there's nothing anonymous about it, about paying Google and Bitcoin. So I'm not giving them my Bitcoin. I'm giving you my fiat dollars. I think, you know, when I trade my Bitcoin, I want to trade it for something valuable like beef or service or something that I actually enjoy and that's actually protecting me and doing something good for me. None of this stuff is doing anything good for me. So my recommendation would be the same. First of all, I don't want to pay anything that has a Coinbase railway, right? Like that's pay with Moon is another one. Like, look, I use Strike to pay with Moon, right? So I could get that 5% on every on, on cards or whatever. And that's really cool. But they have a Coinbase integration that it's, it's just it's never going to get used by me. I don't really care what you are trying to sell. I don't care how convenient the API is. I don't really care about anything about anything that has to word Coinbase. To me, it just blurs out to be Conbase. <laughs> so like Google shitcoin company um, or shit data harvesting company combining themselves with a shitcoin company just leads to a lot of buffoonery and a lot of nonsense that I really could give two craps about. Now, on the other hand, though, if we want to talk about mass adoption, there is a lot of people that are not like me. And there is a lot of people that are not like y'all who are listening. And there is a lot of people that are basically saying, antennas up. Now I could pay with crypto. Fascinating. Awesome. And that right there can lead to more people getting the bite of the bug, uh, right? Or a little piece of the orange pill that eventually um, will take that orange pill. Eventually we'll figure out that their money is not safe on Coinbase. Their money is not smartly, or their Bitcoin, I should say, is not smartly being used on Google services, et cetera. And then they'll go down and that leads to mass adoption. Another piece of that trend is, well, Google does it, Apple does it, Amazon does it, right? Like these big conglomerates are not going to allow the other one, the billionaire uh, boys club, if you want to call it that, they're not going to allow the other one to do it without them doing it. Right. And so this is the start. If you want to think of anything positive in this example is, is this is the start of it moving forward. This is the start of, of of us just starting to get the normies, as we like to call them, or the people that don't care about Bitcoin uh, that may be like, oh, well, now my Google Pay or whatever accepts it or does it. Uh, so maybe I should learn about this. And then eventually they learn, oh, I'm getting wrecked by using this. And then they kind of get exposed to show like talking to bits or they get exposed to whatever Bitcoin, Twitter, Odell's of the world. And then they start to pivot really quick. Like all of us once did, once we started to play around with, with Bitcoin and figure out what it is. Uh, Bitcoin takes on a whole new purpose when you actually start to spend it and use it as opposed to when you hodl it, right? So if you tell a normie, hey, you just hold on to this and you don't do anything with it. It's just to the moon we go. Um, that's not really as impressive as like, hey, instant settlement. Hey, value for value. Hey, you can pay your favorite podcaster a fraction of a penny to support them. Hey, any of this stuff. When you start, you could buy beef. When you start spending your Bitcoin, 
that's when Bitcoin takes on a whole new meaning. And I think with services and companies like this, although their intentions may not be the best, I still think that there's a benefit there to draw from that. And that's basically the incentive of, hey, I've used it, I've tried it, it's convenient. Where can this help me in other facets of my life? And that's all we want. We, some, we want somebody to get bitten. I remember Michael from Oshi telling me, uh, and that's actually on, on one of the main chain episodes a while back, check it out, uh, where he was like, you don't want to like force feed people the orange pill. You kind of want to like blend it in the food or, or blend it in the, in the story and like kind of slowly have them take it so that they can, that kind of sounds very roofy-ish. Yeah, that, <laughs> you, you guys get the point. Um, but the point is, is yeah, you, you don't want to like shove it in their mouth. You want to make sure that they take it at their convenience. And this is one of those onboarding ramps that may get some people wrecked, but for the majority, it's an upswing because more people are now interacting with Bitcoin and more people are understanding it. And remember what I said, Google, uh, Apple's not going to go long before they say, hey, what are they doing? Amazon's not going to go long before they say, we're the biggest marketplace in the world. How come we're not using it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's some news there. Shit data harvesting company, Fed company versus shit uh, crypto uh, crypto company. But at the end of the day, normies have to get onboarded somehow. Antennas need to be peaked somehow. And that can happen here. If you want to talk about getting wrecked, if you want to talk about the best marketing for Bitcoin, uh, among all the other stuff that's going on, on like CPI numbers and inflation and all that stuff. By the way, Bitcoin has been doing phenomenal uh, through the turmoil. I was talking to my wife this morning and I'm like, with all the madness that's going on in the world, Bitcoin doesn't seem to give a damn. And, and that's fascinating to watch in itself. Um, and, and it shows strength and it shows that we're going to win. But remember, we're not going to win by standing on the sidelines. We're going to win by fighting. Uh, that's how I do. But Kanye, JP Morgan, I believe, is, is Kanye's bank. Let me open the link here so I make sure I'm not saying the wrong bank here. Uh, but uh, JP Morgan Chase uh, will close Kanye West's accounts um, and they have a, a document here there. We are sending this letter to confirm our discussion with JP Morgan Chase. The bank decided to end the banking relationship with Yeezy LLC. Now, this doesn't mean all of his accounts are closed wherever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to imagine that Kanye West is a very successful person and doesn't keep all his money in one bucket. I think this may just have to do with the Yeezys or that brand and with any partnership with Adidas and all that. But the point is here that they will shut you down whether you're Deathbed, a normal pleb that just sold the house, right? Or your Yeezy, a multi-billionaire rapper that has a massive catalog of assets under his belt and is getting paid often. This just goes to show that if the incentives don't line up for the bank, they're going to capture your ass. They're going to capture your money. They're going to lock you away from it. It's happening to some of the biggest people. Don't get me wrong. Kanye has been on, um, some would say that it's a great, it's a great uh, rant that he's been on. I think the, the guy is just on just weird like I think he just knows how to throw the stone inside of the water to create massive ripples I don't think he's on anybody's side besides himself that's a whole different conversation I don't think he's on pro Bitcoin I don't think he's pro uh, God like he says he is I don't think he's pro anything I think he may be some of those things but I think inherently he is a master marketer manipulator and I think he knows when it's time to cast the stone and tab the water but anyways he said something or bothered somebody or did something that caused them to say, F you, man, we're going to just close this damn account on you. Um, well, 
Bitcoin is here to save you. There's interviews back with 2018, uh, 2020 when he was on Rogan, where he, uh, where Kanye talks about how Bitcoin and Bitcoiners are the ones that understand freedom the most. I don't think it's a secret for Bitcoin. I don't bag speculate, so I don't know how much Bitcoin uh, Kanye West has, Joe Rogan has. I really don't care. None of that stuff is irrelevant to me. But this is the best marketing that you can get because people that follow Kanye and are canceling their JP Morgan account and canceling their PayPal accounts and doing all that stuff. Well, the next best thing, sort of like the normies that are getting onboarded through trying it with Google is, is where do I protect my money so this doesn't happen to me? Where can I go and talk however I want to talk, especially with the, the, the judgment that came down on Alex Jones for whatever it was, a billion dollars or something crazy like that for him, quote unquote, having a free form speech. Um, where do people hide their money, man? Where do people hide their wealth or where people hide their time and energy, which is the way I like to look at money. I don't like to look at it as money because we know money fiat, at least it's just a, a, a belief system. It's not an actual thing. So where do you conserve it where nobody can take it? People are going to ask these questions. Where can you have freedom of speech? Where can you do these things? Well, <laughs> podcasting, freedom of speech. You can't be shut down because of the RSS feed and how powerful it is, right? And how decentralized that can be, right? And then Bitcoin, right? Where like you can get sats or or or, or value streamed to from the listeners, and you can actually keep your podcast alive and be able to say the God honest truth, the things that you want to say, the things that you uh, upset you the most, the things that like my changes have shown can get you in trouble versus can't get you in trouble. That's the way you do it, y'all. That's the way you do it, Kanye. So you start releasing your music on a value for value format. All right, so you can't be censored by the record labels. They can't do anything. And I know he got contracts he has to deal with. Let us show you the value. Right? You can't take your music down. You can't take your money down. And then you win. And then you can really say whatever the hell it is that you want to say. And then as we like to say, as Bitcoiners, they can put you in jail. They can stick you. Uh, they can kill you, do certain things. But they still can't take the word away. And they still can't take the value you've generated with that word away. So this is just the ultimate marketing sales pitch Whatever, whatever it's going to be. But Bitcoin will never shut down your account, right? RSS feeds and podcasting will never shut down your feed. The worst that can happen for you there is you lose your private seeds, your seed phrase, or you nobody listens to your show. And then you're really dead duck because then what the hell is the point? So that was interesting that came out amongst the Alex Jones uh, sentence amongst many things. But like, as I said, like the world seems to be falling apart around us, especially the monetary system. And Bitcoin continues to be the safety net, the arc, whatever analogy you want to use to continue to allow us to win and to continue to allow us to be able to solve um, all these problems that are coming against us. But only if we fight the fight and not stand on the sideline. There is going to be a crowd that stands on the sideline, but that's not the point. If you really want to uh, uh, make this, keep this momentum going, if you really want to win this for your children, for your family, for anything, for payback, whatever you want to use, join the fight. Be creative. Do a podcast. Do a show. Do uh, uh, how-to uh, uh, tutorials. Do decentralized music. Say what you want to say. Write what you want to write. Um, you know, develop what you want to develop. This is how we win. And this is how you don't stand on the sideline. And in this community, especially I found out with this show, the ask is there. You ask and people will help. If you need funding for your show, people support. If you need funding to develop, people will fund. Like things like OpenSats and other things like that. If you just need somebody to talk to, people will be there to talk to. Right? I moved to a completely different state and people were here waiting for me to help me, lead me, uh, mentor me and do these certain things. 
This is what we're doing. Don't worry about the fiat way and the way things were before because that has already been eliminated. We're going back to a bartering value for value. Figure out your value. Figure out how you play in this game. Figure out how you fight in this fight. Right? And the rest just plays itself out. But if you're in the sideline, you're still worried about fiat. If you're in the sideline, you're still getting taxed to death. If you're in the sideline, you're still losing. You know what I'm saying? Everything that we over here on this side are, are benefiting from. And that's the value for value bartering way. Right? And it's not just in value for value stat streaming. It's in work. Hey, I trade you for what I do. You trade me for what I do. Right? Like the old school way of doing things. And those standing in the sideline that are just stacking sats and hodling and thinking that they're going to the moon are missing that whole aspect of it. And then eventually when we get to the world where value is everything, right? When the fiat dies, then they're going to be the ones that are wondering, well, what the hell do I do? And how the hell do I contribute? And unfair and what's going on? And I'm late. You're not late. You just have to start contributing to the fight now. Because as Texas Slim said in the, in the, po in the boost that I got from him <laughs> um, last week is we're not waiting for the fight to start. We're in the ring. There's punches being thrown at us. They're, they're swinging haymakers at us, right? And we need to be there to dodge the haymakers or take it in the chin and, and be able to fight back and throw our own set of punches back and set of, throw our own combos back. And that's a very important analogy for everybody to understand. The ones that are just stacking sats and hodling and saying that life is, has been fixed and everything is good, they're lying to themselves. They may be accumulating sats and that's great, but they're lying to themselves and they're not contributing anything to this fight. They're not strategizing with us. They're not helping. So if you find yourself to be one of those people outside, there's many ways to contribute. Just go back to what you do best and offer it to somebody. Hey, this is what I do best. Can I help you with this? And more often than not, you're going to find the other person that comes back and says, you know what? You can, because I respect you or because I need that and you need this, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where we're moving to and have been moving to for a long time, right? So a lot of people, when you still hear value for value, are still thinking the podcast aspect of it. Yeah, that's what's become famous. That's what's really good. That's what Adam Curie built out and Dave Jones built out. But it's more than that. It's, it's a life thing. It's not just a podcasting thing. It's a service for service thing. It's a help for help thing. It's a human to human thing. It's a peer to peer thing. And a lot of people forget that. So get in the fight. Don't be Kanye. <laughs> don't be uh, uh don't get your your account shut down. Don't get your wealth confiscated and don't get your 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 words and your passion censored. Right? Find ways to do that. Find ways to contribute and we'll be here for you when you're here. So, I appreciate y'all as always. That wraps up solo rip number 26. As you guys are well aware, Fountain and Breeze are the easiest places to just pop up in your wallet and be able to listen to this on the way to go anywhere and stream some sets. You can also find this content on Bitcoin TV, 4K. And if you're not there, then the legacy outlets still work. You can still listen. I still hear you. I still see the metrics, which may be real or may not, but I still get a sense of it. Rate, share, and subscribe. That's going to help us flow to the top. That's how those weird algorithms work. But let's go to the value for value land where algorithms are not needed. And let's let me know what you think about this show and I'll let you know um, how I can fix it how I can improve it I also really want to remind everybody that this is an open source show if you contribute an idea if you contribute topics if you contribute music and if you contribute anything reach out to me at Deathbed on Twitter at uh, Talking in Bits and we'll try to find a way to get you a split for that episode uh, and for that contribution so that you can earn some passive sets and you can really experience value for value I appreciate y'all as always I'll catch y'all next week later